be the best we can, um, be that role model, but along the way, right, bring other women along with us. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. I'm Lang Guan, Senior Managing Director at Accenture's uh, Strategy and Consulting Practice. I'm joined today by Jin Zhang, Director of Engineering at Meta. Uh, as we all know, there's no shortage of qualified women to climb the corporate ranks. Today, women make up almost half of the U.S. labor force. They outnumber men in earning a bachelor's and master's degree. However, only 24% hold senior leadership positions, and only 5% are uh, Fortune 500 CEOs. The glass ceiling has yet to be broken. In today's podcast, we'll hear how Jin navigates the corporate America and her advice for other women. Welcome, Jin. I'm so excited to pick your brain on a very important topic, uh, women climbing the career ladder. To get started, let's hear about your uh, journey so far. Thank you, Lan. I'm super excited about joining this meaningful conversation. Um, yeah, let's start by talking about my career journey. Um, I don't, I didn't have a, a straight line here, I think. You know, that's sort of the way to some of my career journey. I've done a variety of things. I've uh, served both for um, very large, for, you know, Fortune 500 companies, but also startups. I've also switched back and forth between engineering and product and then back to engineering again. Um, I've done quite a few different verticals, you know, as far as um, the uh, technical stack, right? Whether it was related to middle tier or backend databases, or now I'm focusing on cloud infrastructure. So currently I support Meta's infra capacity engineering team where we are responsible for all the servers that's running in. Uh, Meta's fleet today, and I probably uh, want to mention, you know, many of us and you likely in the AI field, Alan, noticed this recent uh, announcement. You know, if uh, you go to ai.facebook.com, you'll see us mentioning about this AI research supercluster, right? And these are kind of the um, innovative, but also huge scale-wise kind of work that I'm lately um, focusing on. Now, the funny thing here is, um, if you think about the, the different things I've done, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to relate back to your family. So I've you know, tried to explain to my mom to say, hey, uh, my work is to get whatever you heard about that computing cloud uh, to be able to function so that your iPad, your iPhone can properly access your video and photo, you know, especially for the grandchildren. Uh, for that you know, particular, point, uh, she uh, definitely gave me her thumbs up and approval for what I'm trying to do here. Wow, that's uh, wonderful to hear. And I would definitely check out the super cluster that you just mentioned. Uh, so I think it's great to hear your story here. And you made it so personal. And uh, I think your point about not just being a straight line at that point re resonated really well with me. Uh, since I didn't have a traditional path to the leadership role that I have in AI as well, uh, I think many of uh, uh, many of us will find it, you know, daunting, right, to tread along different paths to find something that they are ultimately passionate about. Uh, but you have a very inspiring uh, story here and lessons that that others, I hope, can all learn from. 
Uh, I'm also curious about how gender has played a role in your career journey uh, for you. So this this basically leads to the uh, my next question. Uh, I want to uh, just lightly touch on the International Women's Day because mm-hmm. of the timing of this podcast uh, is and uh, it's just right around the corner. Um, so, as many of us know, International Women's Day is a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. It also marks a call to action for accelerating gender uh, parity. As you and I both know, back in China, there's a famous phrase that we use: "Women hold up half of the sky." Would be yep, great to hear that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it will be great to hear your thoughts on um, uh, what that means to you personally and creating, you know, gender parity in the AI and technology fields. I was um, again, uh, you know, reflecting on the number you shared up front, right? As we started the podcast here, we've done really well as far as educational opportunity. Um, if you look at globally, and that personally for me.、Um, You know, growing up in China was a big challenge because、uh, not a lot of girls get the chance to、uh, take that risk and have the entire family support them to take that risk to go all the way for that college entrance exam. Right? Not、uh, not many of us have that opportunity, and I was fortunate that I that I did. But as you called out, right? Despite we now have significant presence from this education pipeline here. Um, the leadership, especially the senior leadership representation, there is still,、um, you know, needing a significant amount of work. My thinking here,、um, certainly as we celebrate International Women's Day together, is role model matters,、uh, and therefore for each one of us, right? You know, you're leading the AI strategy practice for Accenture. I'm here, you know, operating Meta's、um, data server fleet here. We all need to be the best we can. Because that helps to have more role models in this field, and hopefully for you know women who come after us to say, I see plenty of them up there. So it has to be you know possible, achievable, you know fairly、um, reasonable to get to. And I used to feel, Lan, actually very uncomfortable about that notion、um, because sometimes being the best we can and highlight. Um, you know the role model effect here can be a little bit contradictory to my own sort of culture upbringing. I I think you can relate this too. For、um, you know Asian, you know I'm Chinese here.、Uh, the big thing we we believe in our value is you don't toot your own horn because that makes you very big headed, right? You have to be humble all the time. You you keep working heads down and you wait for others to praise you. So this always you know. Made me a little bit uncomfortable about hey talking about role model and and talking about potentially myself being a, a role model. I think I've learned a little bit from from that perspective. That now I've realized be the best we can and highlight, you know, your colleagues highlight your diversity colleagues for the type of the work they do is really the best message, right? And it's the most effective way to get others to start. Following the same and change that stereotype or sort of the direction of the discussion in the room at the table.、Um, so I absolutely think you know we need to focus on be the best we can,、uh, be that role model, but along the way, right, bring other 
women along with us and and continue to build that work of allyship here. Yeah, that's uh, that's spot on. Uh, I cannot agree with you more on the point of being visible. If we're not being visible uh, as the leader, who are the next generation women, you know, to look up to? Right. So I think that's our almost our obligation to do that, even though that means changing the mindset and getting getting out of the comfort zone. Right. So, no, I, I think that's a very, very good point. And personally, I also feel without building that strong support network, um, you know, many women like you and I will still find it hard to break into the leadership role that we have. Right. So oftentimes, yes, we're super confident we can do that. But, you know, forming that support network around you is so important. So can we dig into this topic a little bit more of uh, just uh, the topic of support? Um, so maybe Jen, you can share with me uh, some insights you have. You know how you have built your own personal network. Any suggestions you have for the listener? We all know it's important, but many people have come to us and say, "Oh my God, I don't know how to get started. Who should I be reaching out to? Who should be on you know my network? Uh, should they do they need to be the same type of people, or I should be looking for a diverse set of leaders? What would be your advice?" That's such a good uh, topic, and. In fact, I believe this one has a, a broad, broad application, right? A lot of people are interested. I'll give you an example. So within Meta, we have a uh, women's network group uh, for Meta infrastructure, right? So we have hardware engineers, software engineers, uh, capacity engineers, and, and we get together and, and here we have this group. So we recently did the survey with the group. and. Uh, mentor sponsors, right? These just constantly come up to the to the top five here. People want to know exactly as you said, Lan. How do we navigate? How much? You know? How do you find time to do this, right? Um, so, I, I do want to share some thoughts here. Um, let's let's you know think about how to how to go through maybe three of them. Right. The first thing, the first thing I want to share, um, which is my personal learning. When you think about reaching out for the network, right? Don't go for, you know, don't think about beating a network with other uh, like-minded women. Include everyone that's in your colleague. And, and based on the statistics you just shared, right? If we have, let's say 17% of, you know, workforce in tech being women, you know, that means we have about at least, you know, 83% there being men. So build that network of allyship with both men and women. Um, you know, quite a few years ago, I was invited to Atlassian for their Women in Technology uh, group event, and we recorded a talk, and that's still, I think, on YouTube today, right? Where the focus was uh, how to enlist support from the men in your network, right? We have a lot of male colleagues. I think, personally, I've been super fortunate to uh, have had you know, huge support from my male colleagues, from my male mentors, right? Um, they are there for us. So don't close the door. Don't go to, you know, think there's this, you know, small support group that you can only go to and, and only women will understand your challenge. You know, many of them, um, you know, have uh, sisters, have daughters. Uh, they are passionate about diversity, many of the colleagues I work with. So, so definitely include and reach out um, and make that naturally as part of your day-to-day -day work or project project collaboration. I think that's that's a, a really big part, right? It's, you know, you don't separate 
here's my networking effort and here's my work effort. When you try to merge them together, um, you get to hit the, the, the right critical mass here, but you also get to leverage and be able to scale the limited time budget you have. Now, with that said, I think the second thing I want to talk about is be really intentional, right, about, about your networking effort. Um, Lizette, a colleague of mine here, right, she leads our advertising uh, organization. And she's like the one I, I'm most amazed of as far as her um, game plan. Whenever, So what she shared with me here is whenever she goes to a conference, right, before the conference, she would study the list of people she's expecting to meet, right? Whom she would like to meet, when and how and how to prioritize. So she literally would have this conference game plan before going to a professional conference, right? And if you think about her effort here, it really made sense because you only get to go to a few of these, let's say in the year, right? Even becoming more rare during the pandemic here. And those are valuable time you've dedicated away from work and from family. So you want to get the most out of it, right? So she's super intentional. Same thing here, right? We all uh, are connected through LinkedIn uh, for, you know, a lot of our professional network. How intentional, uh, you know, we should ask ourselves with our LinkedIn interactions, right? Uh, giving a like, uh, you know, giving a celebration, uh, providing additional resources and tips, right? You know, just think about these interactions. If we're spending this time anyway, how to make it a little bit more meaningful, right? From that network perspective. Um, yeah, so, you know, we, we talked about, you know, include men. We talked about being intentional about that, uh, you know, being very intentional about investing. I think sort of the last thing is just commit the time. Uh, I, I find that to be the biggest barrier, right? We always say when we have time, we'll go meet meet up and even you and I may say, hey, when we have timeline, we'll have a, 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 a chat. Um, just first commit the time because what's going to happen is once we commit the time, you not have to do it. And, and there's much more motivation about how do I get this to align with my learning goals, right? It, you know, you, you asked about who to look for. Well, what is it that you're trying to learn? How self-aware are you, right? Sort of with your, your skill assessment, your inspiration, align that with your learning goals, even better yet, right? Align that with your business goals. Like my, some of my mentors um, inside the company has now also become my best business partners because we, we brainstorm and tackle things together, right? And these are uh, kind of the, the best type of alignment. It doesn't always happen, but we should be intentional aiming for these. Yeah, I really liked all those points. Uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head here. Uh, so the having a diverse network, uh, that's something that came up multiple times when I hosted the AI uh, leader community event, uh, uh, you know, the, in the last couple months. Uh, so I think the, it seems like that's a very common advice from our women leader. You don't want to just have, you know, uh, uh, mentors who, who are like you, right? In fact, uh, one of the members was, was uh, sharing that. Hey, you know, one of the mentors that, you know, one criteria to pick your mentor is actually focusing on someone who knows you, not who you know. I just mm -hmm. thought that kind of advice is so actionable. And I think on the intentional point, right, that's just, uh, to me, that is a good reminder, even for all of us. Uh, I also heard of the, some, some other members were talking about, like, they set up the network calendar so mm -hmm. that you actually 
this right something that you calendar for yourself who to reach out to when to reach out to what's the intent i think that kind of tactical advice will help all of us um so i also learned something uh very uh uh you know uh useful today you just uh share with me what your colleague was doing actually making a game plan before going to the conference, uh, I'm actually going to be at the Mobile World Congress uh, in two weeks. So that's my that's going to be one of my uh, weekend homework. Okay. Yeah, you give it a try and let me know how well yeah. it works. And I'll think about your Absolutely. network calendar idea here. <laughs> Okay, good exchange. So, um, so Jen, uh, let us take this topic a little bit further, okay? Um, yep. I know we talk about importance of networking, and, and uh, of course, this kind of, having this kind of network support makes a huge difference, right, in your career success. Uh, so I, I think what we are saying here is, hey, maybe you don't want to just, you know, do the networking for the sake of the networking. Uh, how do you actually leverage the power of the networking, the support network to help yourself change the trajectory of your growth? Um, so basically the point here about how do you springboard your career, right? Mm -hmm. Leveraging all the support. So any insights that you can share with the audience here? Uh, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, if you're able to incorporate your networking effort, your learning objective, and ended up aligned with your business goal, that's that's really the best case, right? I want to give you an example. Um, when I first joined Meta, um, I realized, you know, my role was responsible to support uh, all Meta products, and that includes, you know, let's say Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and when pandemic hit, uh, you know, initially in 2020, the biggest trend, of course, we noticed was the increase for video, anything related to video, right? Video storage, uh, video transmission, video consumption, the, the peak was just a phenomenal, phenomenal increase. And from that perspective, video is an area I have not had uh, tons of experience with in the past, right? I, I'm more coming from a um, analytics and database background. So I wanted to learn more and therefore I seek out. So, so I went and said, I, I want to look for a mentor and, uh, David Ronka, my video infra director spent many, many years in Netflix and he's the video guru. I mean, I've listened, you know, to his external industry talk and learn a whole bunch about, you know, what's happening with encoding, what's happening with decoding, all the different standards and the tricky balance about, you know, we, we naturally think the more we compress the video, the, the more efficient we are about the storage. But there is that tricky balance about the more you compress it, the more, quote unquote, compute power is going to cost you in order to decompress, right, when you're ready to, to consume it. So there, these are all, you know, very complex uh, considerations. So I reached out to, you know, David here, and he became my mentor. I was learning from him about video infra. Uh, we were also obviously, you know, talking about a lot of things, how to build organizations, you know, how do we focus on retention of talent, all that fun stuff, as it turns out to be, right? Not only I learn more to benefit my business so that I can become a better leader, he also gained a lot more interest and empathy about the kind of work I do, such as how to optimize, right, to, to use less capacity and do more meaningful work. So for that reason, you know, just naturally he became a huge supporter for some of these uh, you know, for, for my work, for the projects where we get to collaborate, right? So if you think about it, you know, I'm super grateful for now his both mentorship, but also uh, partnership there. 
Um, and it's indeed benefiting not just myself, but, but also significantly benefiting the business. And this also, you know, if you think about this interaction, it also helped me a lot to think big. And that's really the area I want to emphasize, right? You asked about how do we springboard? You know, how do we su suggest, uh, you know, women to take that next step? really think big, right? You know, I could just day to day focus on my server, thinking about how do I engineer the best of my capacity. But now I'm adding that flavor that I learned from David here about this is actually serving video. And the video is in turn serving this live stream event that's going on, right? And that could be potentially serving a community that's in need because they were all stuck at home, right? Let's say, you know, this was in, in Italy for that whole week. This is how people um, get to rely on to connect with each other. So all of a sudden that thinking is elevated and, and that is the important part about springboarding here because um, uh, I, you know, this reminds me, another example here is one of my, um, I wanted to go proceed uh, an opportunity to serve on the public board. And another mentor of mine, you know, said this, and I've always remembered this. Well, I'm still working on that goal, right? She said, one big thing, Jin, you have to remember is when you're talking about seeking a board role, it's different from an interview, right? This is not an operating role. This is an advisory role. And the difference between the two, one is about specifically how, you know, I've done this, this, I know how to make that happen. But the other one is really about why. And this is the think big part, right? So again, you know, coming back, you know, with both examples, what I'm trying to say is look for ways to help you elevate your vision, elevate your view, look a little bit, you know, ahead and don't focus on highlighting your strength and your achievement with what you've done here. You know, with that strategic view, I think it's not going to help, you know, with my uh, a future, you know, board role down the down the road here, but just really helps me day to day to be able to provide that vision and support for the organization. Yeah, that's a wonderful advice. I think um, that your story really brought to life uh, uh, the point about uh, turning a trusted relationship with your mentors uh, is into something that is mutually beneficial, right, for the mentor and mentees. I think the thinking big point is also huge. Uh, a lot of us, uh, especially for a lot of listeners here, men and women, they, they come with uh, data and AI background, lots of the technical background. So very naturally for them to focus on getting, you know, technical things very perfect. Sometimes we just, uh, you know, uh, lose sight of this big picture. Uh, as part of this uh, career growth uh, journey. So thank you for reminding everyone of that important point, thinking big. Yeah, in fact, Lan, um, you just reminded me of um, sharing another story that just happened earlier this week, right? A mentee of mine, uh, a previous colleague who's now moved on to, you know, a different, uh, in machine learning, right? Uh, he's, a, he's a data scientist, but, you know, in a different industry. And he picked me to say, hey, my uh, manager is asking, what would be my, you know, career inspiration? How do I see myself increasing the scope? Uh, you know, how should I think about this, right? But but this is exactly kind of where we, we've just discussed here. Right? I was um, just talking to him to say, hey, if you're thinking about learning a new vertical to say, hey, now I'm interested to learn about financial services, you know, that's one direction. You can think about whether you want to change from an IC role, right, individual contributor to a manager role 
and that means you need to get, gain another set of skills for supporting people, you know, working with organization, having that building organization practice and capability, right? All of these are different paths that potentially will enable you to do more and learn more and achieve your own personal inspiration. But think about where that is and then just, you know, go focus on that. And, and sort of, you know, you almost need to call your desire, right? I desire to be this and then the others will come to help you because now they have the, the clarity of your interest here. Wonderful. Uh, so these are all excellent, excellent advice. I think people, media, right, they often uh, talk about the bigger challenge and bigger changes that all of us need to be taking, but don't, you know, so much really focus on the little things that actually make a huge impact uh, and strong, you know, strong influence. Uh, and they, or they will add up, right? These little steps that you just share will add up to uh, building, the, you know, this kind of revolutionary changes in gender parity. Um, I think that your point about training the next generation talents and offering, you know, very, um, you know, a uh, uh, good advice, your personal advice to them. Again, all these are very, very good reminders for all of us. Um, so this brings me to the last question. I know we could be going on this probably for another two hours, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to uh, I want to give you a, a small question here. Uh, I know you probably have a long list of things that you can talk about, uh, but if you have to pick two to three key success factors or lesson learned that you'd like to share with uh, you know audience, uh, that would be great. Wow, I do have a long list of lessons learned. That's that's for sure. <laughs> In fact, you know, I, as I mentioned earlier, when I was switching from engineering to product and product to engineering, right? I had so much lesson learned about specifically how to build a product or how not to build a product, uh, where I, I put my learning together and developed this into a class. Uh, so I'm I'm still teaching that class right now with uh, Stanford Continuing Study, uh, you know talking about the and the title was about five steps to build a most lovable product right and there was really a, a stack of lesson learned here um i i think you know if we're to share some um <clears throat> lessons here number one i i would say um focus on your you know the the joy you have at work um you know there's this famous book uh, called flow right and there's also this very um you know important notion about uh, you know positive psychology here. You, you need to have fun with what you're doing. And that's ultimately what's most important, right? When you're having fun, uh, overtime doesn't feel like overtime. You know, weekend effort doesn't feel like uh, as, as daunting here. Um, I, I think a particular example I want to I wanted share there was um, I last summer I had the opportunity, I was invited to give a TEDx talk, right? And I was naturally thinking, well, TEDx, I'm a you know, woman, you know, women in tech. Um, do you want me to talk about diversity? You know, I, I quite frankly felt a little bit uncomfortable because just like, you know, recently I was reading on LinkedIn and the tip is for what's currently going on, you know, with, uh, the, the Black History Month, you know, please do not invite your African-American colleagues to, 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 to plan and, you know, take on all that extra work because that tends to be what happens, right? And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're coming to me asking me to talk about diversity again. However, my TEDx curator was, please tell me what, what is fun about your work, right? Why do you like your work? And, and why don't we share about that? Um, I felt like I, all of a sudden I got all the freedom I wanted, right? I was able to 
uh, articulate why I think my job was meaningful. A lot of the fun conversations I've had with colleagues about, you know, how do we optimize our fleet? How do we compact? You know, as I was discussing with you earlier, right? Whether it's the video compression for storage or it's the efficient, you know, uh, moving on the fly, you know, from one region to another, if we see our users, right, uh, trying to having certain use pattern changes there across the fleet. I mean, these are wonderful things to have. Um, so first and foremost, I think go find the thing that you have joy working in, right? Tech is so broad, it's everywhere. So, uh, and for all of our women out there, even AI is being applied in almost every field possible. So so go, go find that joy. Um, I think the second thing I would then uh, share is, you know, focus on specific small joys, <laughs> you know, small wings, I would say, you know, although they may not be, uh, despite the fact that we just talked about thinking big, right? We spent so much time talking about thinking big here. What I mean here is, if you see a colleague, you know, over a Zoom call, right, in the middle of a conversation, just as she's about to speak, and sure enough, you know, her children came in and asked for something. I'm sure we've all seen this and this is super common. And if you see this colleague there because of this quote unquote interruption, right? Was embarrassed or, or keep apologizing. It's like, not her offline, you know, just send her a chat to say, it is okay. We all get it. No need to apologize in the future, right? You, it's a tiny little thing to do. And it may only make the day for that colleague for that night, right? But it matters. That that's my point. It, it really matters for these small things. I've personally benefited from these gentle support all over, and I've been very conscious about paying this forward. Right? If this means you're going to name a colleague, um, women or not, to say I think you're ready to take on this big project, um, say it. Because many cases, it's you know they are not quite comfortable to make that, you know, make that move or raise their own hand. And if you just nudge them there, right? And of course, don't let them hang there. So support them, right? With, with, with the resources, you know, with your own time and all that. But these absolutely make a difference and will ended up become high value for these specific individuals for their growth, right? Get them to accelerate. And from there, you know, the amazing thing is they will bring along others. And that will get us, you know, having more and more diversified ideas showing up in the business, more aligned with the customer composition that we're trying to serve here. Wonderful advice. Uh, have fun and and have uh, bite-sized uh, bite fun, right? So, yes. I, think that's <laughs> I love how you um, and uh, uh, I think that I, you know, I'm going to be uh, pre-booking you uh, to come back to talk about your uh, the course that you're teaching, most lovable product. Did I get it right? Yes, it is about <laughs> yeah, most lovable product. <laughs> we have to uh, we have to set up a time for that. Jin, thank you so much for taking the time off your busy schedule to share all your advice and inspirations from your journey. Hopefully the, the audience listening in today, both men and women, understand the significance of mentoring, supporting each other uh, in their career growth and their lives in general. Even small actions that they all make uh, on a daily basis really add up to helping others grow. To me, the most important part of, of this whole conversation with you is seeing what women have accomplished so far 
so that we can both continue to support and develop each other to become future leaders in the next five to 10 years. I also would like to thank you, uh, our audience who joined us today. Both Jin and I are very passionate about this topic. I hope today could contribute to helping you think about and starting uh, to create those support network. I hope you all continue to subscribe and listen to our future podcast.